Okay, California, Hawaii, Oregon. This is kind of the West Coast episode, not for any particular reason, but there are just things happening in all of those places. So I wore my festive shirt for you just so you would feel at home if you're on the West Coast. If not, welcome. This is Church Public. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to Church Public. If you are only listening on audio, you cannot see that I have an amazing Hawaiian shirt on. We're going to talk about Hawaiian shirts in a little bit, but if you are listening on audio or if you are watching on video, I really appreciate you. My name is Matt. I am your host here at Church Public, and I appreciate you listening. You can check out more episodes on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, all the places, and I appreciate you doing that. You can also check us out at churchpublic.com or any of the socials at Church Public. Again, I cannot do any of this without your help, support, and prayers. There is a lot going on behind the scenes, and I really appreciate all that you do to contribute. So thanks again for that. As um, you may have heard, I'm also in some new studio environments. In fact, still working out some of the kinks, so appreciate your patience as we walk through some of those things. And um, in fact, I'm in a new state as well, so I'm giving kind of a shout out, shout back to the West Coast people. Thanks for supporting. Uh, and now that I'm in the great state of Texas, we're trying some new things. So before we get to that, we are going to look at what is going on in California. And uh, I am still interested and California does still have a lot of things going on. So there was another recent Supreme Court battle that was won in favor of churches and in favor of people really following after Jesus. So that's super cool. And I wanted to make sure that I reported that and so that you knew what was going on behind the scenes. So um, what we've got is for the fifth time now, the Supreme Court has sided with um, those that are interested in connecting with Jesus. There were, there were a lot of uh, court cases that were filed that allowed in-person worship in churches and things like that. This particular one that was just decided said that you cannot limit gatherings in homes to no more than three households. So in other words, um, if you didn't know this about California or uh, if you forgot, perhaps you were not allowed to have more than three family units, households, whatever, in your home while you were gathering. And so if you're doing in-home church, if you're doing Bible studies, if you're doing small groups and those types of things, unfortunately, I guess that was against the law up until this court case. And so now it's okay to do those things. So please meet in your house, talk about Jesus. Homes are a great environment for you to gather together and to ask the questions, to talk about the Bible, to talk about what's going on with Jesus and, and how you live out your life in a better way. I even had a conversation today with another pastor about how important that is. And he was telling me that through this pandemic, when you couldn't do other things and you couldn't meet in other places, it was really great to be able to have those smaller gatherings. And he was actually lamenting a little bit that um, now you have to go back to some of the bigger events. I agree. I love having these smaller gatherings and, and I grew up in big church. I've been in a lot of big churches and I've been in small churches too, 
But there's something about big churches. It's fun. It's exciting. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of resources there. There's a lot of people there. I like people. I like a lot of people. However, there is definitely a generation of people, maybe a couple of generations now of people that have had trouble with the church because these hard questions, these questions about um, homosexuality, these questions about politics, I mean, even through these last election pieces and all of this crazy shenanigans that's going on on all of the sides, like they just haven't been able to ask those questions and get those questions answered. Like, is God real? What's the Bible about? How do you read the Bible? Is the Bible true? All of these really important questions that unless you're one-to-one are really hard to ask and answer. And sometimes these smaller group environments, these these home space with, with less people, less than hundreds and hundreds of people, right? You're able to ask those questions, you're able to answer them and, and hopefully help people along their journey towards following Jesus. And this is really, really important, right? Um, so I love this. I love this. Um, and I love the idea that you can meet together in a home and have these gatherings and have these groups that just really allow this more in-depth processing through life. And I mean, another piece, like one of the things that Christianity really does for people is give them a community. And, and as the Bible, as, as, as Jesus, as Paul talk about, like it's a family, you're in the body of Christ. <clears throat> and that's really important. And it's really important because that allows people to um, connect emotionally when they're struggling with things, when they're struggling with their kids, when they're struggling with their marriage, when they're struggling with their job in all these different areas. You can help with that. You can be there. You can commiserate together. You can empathize with each other. That's super important. And doing that as a church family within the basis of the Bible, within the basis of biblical morality and how you're supposed to live and how to live well and how to be kind and show generosity and uh, forgiveness and all of these things. It's really important to do this together. So I I love this. I love that it's gone through. And uh, um, I just hope that you all, wherever you are, can lean into this home idea and and meet as smaller gatherings and be the church to one another love one another as jesus has said well um i just wanted to report on that for my california friends um, in case they were worried or in case they just really were ready to dive back into some home fellowships all right um i mentioned i'm wearing this amazing hawaiian shirt if you uh I'm gonna switch to another view, like see this great shirt, nice zoom in of this. If you are on audio, sorry, you don't get to see it, but uh, you know, you can check it out on YouTube if you really want to see it. At any rate, the reason I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt is just to recognize that I grew up in California, I visited Hawaii, I've surfed my whole life, I really enjoy surfing, Um, I really enjoy the lifestyle, the culture, I really enjoy the ocean. Yes, I know you're sitting there saying, why, why in the world did you move to Texas then? You know, God has plans. And uh, as Proverbs says, we make our own plans, uh, but it's the plans of God that prevail. So um, it is what it is. And I am just telling you that I have loved the beach and I've, I've loved being part of the culture. And I mean, I've had many Hawaiian shirts in my day because 
it represents everything. Now, I was looking at this earlier, and apparently there's like cactus on this particular Hawaiian shirt, which doesn't make any sense to me, and I didn't buy it for that. Uh, but, but I like it. Um, unfortunately, even though I am uh, wearing this particular shirt, I have to say that sadly, uh, Hawaiian shirts are now canceled. Hawaiian shirts are canceled, yes. Uh, so I don't know, I'm gonna wear this and then go burn it or something. I'm not exactly sure what you're supposed to do with that, but um, sadly, Hawaiian shirts are no more. Um, according to, and I apologize for the pronunciation, I'll do the best I can, but this is Zara Anishanslin, fellow at the Davis Center for Historical Studies at Princeton. College of Princeton, um, people should think twice about wearing these garments. Quote, they could be seen as fashionable embodiments of the history of American colonization, comma, imperialism, and racism against Hawaii's indigenous inhabitants. People might want to think twice about whether the look is worth the weight of its associative past, end quote. Oh, sad times. I'm, I'm very sad about that. Again, I, I like uh, Hawaiian shirts. Um, they've been uh, actually gaining popularity again. Uh, Bieber's been wearing them, Rihanna, uh, Bill Murray. Uh, many people have been bringing the style of the Hawaiian shirt back. And sadly, apparently we have to send it back to wherever. Um, you know, incidentally, one of the last meals I had in California was Hawaiian barbecue. And uh, I know I got asked like, hey, what, what do you want as your last meal in California? That sounds terrifying, last meal in California. I wasn't dying, I was just moving again, but uh, what do you want as your last meal? And I thought about it and I do quite enjoy San Diego Mexican food. It's different than Tex-Mex. I know, don't judge me too harshly, but they're different, right? Different, different kinds, different places. But as I thought about it, I thought, wow, you know, I really like some Hawaiian barbecue and so that's what I ordered up. It was delicious. I super enjoyed it um, but unfortunately I guess I don't know is that cultural appropriation too? I'm gonna have to examine my soul and figure out uh, whether I'm, I'm still okay on that but man it was so good that Hawaiian barbecue. My son and I, um, last date I had with my son, we, he also wanted the Hawaiian barbecue and uh, Man, it was so good. And so I guess uh, being Norwegian, my last name is Norwegian. I don't know if you knew that. I guess I'm only allowed to eat smoked fish or boiled fish or pickled fish or all the fishes. <sighs> but well, I mean, really I'm just American because I've never actually been to Norway and I've lived my whole life in America and all that I have connecting me to Norway is my last name. And really I've just picked my food based on what I wanna eat and I've picked my clothes based on what I wanna wear. Um, and I, I don't I don't discriminate. I like I like Chinese food, Hawaiian food, Mexican food, Italian food, American food, a good old hamburger. I pretty much like it all. Uh, I, I mean, I, I've had friends from all over the world, Vietnam and Iran, and had all kinds of crazy foods. And man, I like it. I just like trying different foods. Um, and I I I didn't see that it was that big a problem, but apparently it is. And you know what else I like? I really like flip flops. I, and, and those aren't American, but man, I don't want to give up my flip-flops. I love flip-flops, right? Anyway, let's move on. All right, we're moving on to shrubbery. Uh, yes, yes, you heard that right. Now the trees are canceled too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when sweet Bob Ross would call all of the trees happy trees. Anybody out there, Bob Ross, happy trees? I mean, man, I love that. And uh, even my kids, apparently Bob Ross is coming back too. I mean. Not really, but 
but you can watch his shows and people love his shows again. Um, and so you can watch the sweet happy trees. I love the happy trees, but unfortunately in Portland, so this is our West Coast tour, right? In Portland, um, former Woodrow Wilson High School has been renamed in the interest of renaming all of the old dead white men to something else. Um, and I mean, to be honest, I didn't, I, Woodrow Wilson is not my favorite president. I don't really like most of the things he did. Uh, I don't agree with his, his policies in general. Um, however, I, I still like have trouble when you start replacing icons. I mean, he was a president, you know, and, and so I, I have trouble when you start replacing icons. I think, I think that's a problem, but okay. He, he gets kicked out. Uh, it's renamed to Ida B. Wells Barnett high school. Um, again, Wilson wasn't my favorite, but it is what it is. Um, but that's not the story of the day. That, that had already happened. And of course, as you know, many um, icons across America, statues are being removed and schools are being renamed. And I mean, that, that's just happening because we can't look at the history anymore, which is sad to me because I'm a student of history and I like history. And I think we can learn from history. There were good things that happened in history that, that we can try to grow from. And there are bad things that happened in history that we should never do again. And if we forget the bad things of history, then we're probably going to do the same thing again. And if we remember the good things in history, we can try to both recreate them and even grow from them and, and, and move into the next thing. I feel like that's a great place to be, but unfortunately we just have to remove all the history, um, according to culture. And that saddens my heart because I like history. And um, so that's part of the, the thing that's going on across the country. But unfortunately, this, this story continues to unfold. So not only did we have to rename the school, but we also had to rename the mascot. And the mascot used to be the Trojan, which of course is also right up my alley because I studied Greek and Roman history and the Iliad. I mean, really is one of the finer works of literature in human history. Um, and well, that's, that's, you, now you can't have the Trojan anymore, um, even though, I mean, technically Trojans were not white or English or American or anything like that. Um, whatever, we'll move on from that. So the, the Trojan, of course, apparently is canceled at this school um, and its replacement. Well, see, the story keeps going. I told you it gets complicated, but the story does keep going. And so the, unfortunately, the thing that was replacing the Trojan actually is also probably going to get canceled. I, it's, it's, you just, it's like this snowball, right? You just, you start this snowball and it just starts going and then it just keeps picking things up. And by the end of it, it just literally has picked everything up and there's, there's just nothing left. So you ask, like, I know you're sitting there thinking, well, we couldn't have Woodrow Wilson and he's gone. And then you couldn't have the Trojan and he's gone. Um, so what is replacing the Trojan? You're thinking like leprechaun, minotaur, unicorn. I mean, like what thing could there be that is so controversial that it cannot stand up to any scrutiny? And I'll bet you could guess and guess and never, never guess what this is going to be. So I'm just going to let you in on it. Um, what? The mascot was going to be before i think it's going to get canceled it's i think in process but um it is the evergreen tree 
yes, I'm letting that sink in for a moment. Yes, sadly, the poor evergreen tree um, is not allowed. The poor, majestic, evergreen. I mean, I'm, I'm picturing Christmas tree like evergreen, right? Where the, 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 the poor Christmas tree is canceled. And no, no, not because you think it's signifying Christmas. No, no, sadly. And let me read this statement about the evergreen and about what the what the symbol was supposed to be before we get to the reason why it's canceled. This is a quote from I'm looking for the name Ellen Whatamore, uh, who is on the mascot renaming commission. She says, quote, evergreens are characterized by the life giving force in their foliage, the strength of their massive trunk, the depth of their roots in an individual tree and as a forest of trees. Continuing on. They provide shelter and sustenance and have histories that preclude us and will continue in perpetuity after we are no more. Now, I really liked the Trojan and think it's a much better example, for instance, like of the fighting force of a football team, but that was a great description. I mean, I'll be honest, like that's, that's really good writing right there. Like I can get behind that as a mascot even though it doesn't really make sense if you're the fighting Evergreens football team uh, because trees just stand there. Anyway, uh, that doesn't make sense at all. But, but, but the Evergreen as, as the strength of their trunk and the depth of the root, I mean, that's a good like school alma mater or something to say like, we want to be grounded. I mean, I, I, again, this is clearly not biblical, but I love the idea of biblical roots and then coming out from the vine of, uh, from the trunk of Jesus into the vines. And that's life-giving, like not what she said. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I do. Uh, but no, no, that, that's not it. Now, again, like I said, that's a great description, but unfortunately, I think the trees are also canceled. So it goes on and, um, and sadly, like I said, the snowball just starts picking up and you start with the name of the president of the, uh, that, that the school is named after. And then you start with an ancient mythical, by the way, figure uh, in an ancient poem, uh, an ancient Greek poem. And then that's thrown out the window. And then now we've got these poor trees. And, and here's the quote, sadly, that we cannot agree on anything. The tree brought up, quote, concerns about potential connotations of lynching. Um, yes, that is a direct quote and it, and it makes me sad. And I, I really, I really don't even know what to say about that. I mean, human beings can be terrible and we have problems in our heart and Hebrews and Romans, Paul and, and all kinds of verses say that. And, and, and Jesus talks about the, the problems that we have in our heart. And we've talked about that and we'll continue to talk about that because that's really what this is about. It's about the soul of the human. And I want your soul to be connected to God because that provides you an eternity of hope and joy um, and love rather than your soul connected to this world, which only brings sadness and pain. And so it's sad that we can't even talk about having trees as symbols anymore because it brings up these bad feelings. And, and the reality is, as I talked about the snowball and really I even joked about it, it's, it's that you, you, if you go down this road of everything is a problem, 
then everything is a problem. I mean, you talk about like confirmation bias, where you look for the things that confirm your theories about the world being bad, and you will find anything and everything to confirm your theory that the world is bad, rather than looking at the world and going, yeah, this world has a lot of problems, but there is a hope, and the hope is in Jesus, and we have to develop our own spirit and develop our own soul through the process that God gives us and are connecting to him, like those are really, that's really the only way that we can go forward in this world. Without Jesus, there is no hope. And you see that sadly, sadly coming out in these times. And and the reality is, as we move across this, is you, this idea that you have to rename everything and, and you have to find something that is inoffensive to everybody it's just an impossible goal. The reality is we've now reached a point where this is an impossible goal. There was an old um, episode of a cartoon that was completely offensive, but they were trying to rid the world of everything offensive in the world. And at the end of the episode, everyone was in gray and all they could do was chant in monotone because everything, literally everything is offensive when you look for it to be offensive. It just is. And, and just to put like the fine point on it, even poor President Obama cannot make the cut in having a school renamed after him in Waukegan outside Chicago. Thomas Jefferson High School was, is being renamed because Thomas Jefferson is now not allowed to be part of the history of America apparently it was going to be renamed to barack obama high school but according to cnn quote several latinx activists and community members voiced their oppression uh, sorry voiced their opposition to this proposal end quote um and the cited cause here was obama's stance on deportation um again even uh, apparently the most beloved president of ever can't have a school named after him because there is always a problem and that's that's the issue here in this culture. I don't even call it cancel culture anymore because it's moved beyond that. It is not just a facet of a culture. It is the culture we're in. The culture we're in has no forgiveness. If you look at any person, and now apparently trees and shirts, if you look at any person, you will find an offense in them. And that is the point of our need for the gospel. That's why Paul tells the Romans, listen, you have messed up all of you <laughs> he's not like you guys over here you know with your swords and your stabbing of people like you did some bad things romans roman soldiers thank you um no 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 all of you doesn't matter what you've done doesn't matter how good you've been doesn't matter if you followed every single rule all of the time you have messed up and if that were the end of it we would all live in the sadness and hopelessness of nothing and, and, and no joy ever in our lives. And unfortunately, that's where this culture leads. You cannot wear a joyful t-shirt because it reminds you of your upbringing in the sunshine state. No, you cannot look at a beautiful tree and say, God created this tree that was here before me and will be here after me. And that gives me hope that there's more to this life than just the sorrow and suffering. No, you can't do that. 
the founders that were so into giving you the freedom to worship and the freedom of expression and the freedom to live in, in life and prosperity and property, no, we cannot celebrate them because they were bad people. Everyone is a bad people, all of them. You, me, we all do things wrong. We all have trouble. That's what Paul says in Romans. That's what's true today. And the good news is that's not the end of the story. That's the hope that we have to give to people because if we stop in this, this is where culture stops right now. It stops in this place where there is no hope, there is no forgiveness, there is no joy, there's nothing we can do. But we know that it does not end there. That's the hope that we have in Jesus, that now we can know that through Christ, we can have life and life eternally and life abundantly in this world. And that's what we have to strive for personally and that's what we have to proclaim as jesus says go and make disciples and tell people about me from here to the end of the earth that's our job as believers and we can do that and we can fight against this crazy hopeless culture and really bring truth light salt joy hope peace, love to this world. I, I do hope that you do that today. I hope that you keep the faith. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next time.